It's been that kind of day, man. I deserve comfort, okay? Thank you very much. Can we tell can we tell people what you went through? Um, I went through an all-day interview process from 10 o'clock to 4 with a company that shall not be named. Um, and I'm tired. I'm fed up. Uh, I, I haven't even enjoyed or viewed much of the news <laughs> today. <laughs> so everything is going to be raw uh, thoughts, thoughts, unprocessed. Uh, so this podcast is going to be me telling Bernie the news and then he can react to it. Well, I, I, that would I actually know be a good format, but nothing's happened. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know most of the news, but like, you know, to the degree I normally do now. Uh, mm. But no, fair enough. Well, I just, you know, l- look at the man's dedication. This is, you know, all day in an interview, and here he is on the Koshcast. That's for you people. So this is know. therapy for me. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them, Bernie. I'm just. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, if you don't know, you're listening to the Koshcast at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. This is Bernie. Hello, hello. And uh, well, we've had a week off. This summer is a bit all over the place. Was it like two time. weeks off? I feel like, or was it a week mm. that feels like two weeks? I think we've done every other week for the last few weeks. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Fine. So we said we were going to have a summer break, and it was going to be a week, and then we. Did a pod, and then we took another week off. <laughs> Can't stop. Whatever. Won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's the summer. What are you going to do? Um, and while while no news has really broken today, I would say the biggest news is that uh, Inter Miami have lost six games in a row. <laughs> Phil Neville's job is very much on the line, apparently. Uh, I think I think that's a bit of a uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, fake news in this mm. because his mate owns a club. That man's job is safe, <laughs> and he can't get. He literally can't get relegated. So, like, can, can you imagine if Beckham fired his 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 friend, and like the next time they're in Manchester or, or over at like, well, Giggsy's in jail. Well, going to jail, but like Paul Scholes' house because they all own Salford, right? It's like, yeah, it's, yeah. No, um, how are you? <laughs> this is why you don't unemployed. I mean, <laughs> if, you know, if if we we've talked many times about owning a football club at some point, like a retirement gig or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, we've always said that like we would have different roles within the club, but none of them would be the manager. Yes, <laughs> absolutely not. Yes, just you're asking for trouble. Like, and and also we would not be in position to fire each other. <laughs> That's for sure. Because this is a like. Phil Neville on the unemployment line because of his buddy is is weird. Um, it will probably be some type of mutual thing where like, hey, I'll get you paid, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, that's a mess. That's a mess. I, I think Phil's gonna have to fought, like do the honorable thing, and the Nevilles, you know, they always portray a very like honorable image, or at least they try to. So he'll probably fall on his sword and just be like, take full responsibility. Yeah, and you know. Have you seen a clip of Higuain just walking around the pitch? You know my problem is like we all we all called this from day one. Hundred <laughs> percent. He was lazy in Italy, and you mean to tell me he's gonna go to Miami? <laughs> he, he was lazy and eating Nutella at Chelsea. Like <laughs> unreal. I forgot that happened. Remember? I, I totally back. forgot that happened. Yeah. It was Nutella, right? Or I forgot something. I forgot his whole Chelsea stint happened. That's how bad it was. 
he probably has tried to forget that too. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, I just I just wanted to touch on that before we uh, delve into the transfers. I, w- I will say, um, so one thing, one piece of news that did break today, John Terry has left Aston Villa so that he can concentrate on being a manager. Now, first gig, MLS, Phil Neville's just, just quit in disgrace. In comes Big Tez. What do you think? Here's my problem. David Beckham does not need more people that cheat on their wives and cause scandal <laughs> in his life. You know what I mean? He's mm. got some friends that have problems. I think he just needs to hang out with good people. You like know? Tom Cruise. Does he cheat on his... Oh, uh, probably. Uh-huh. At least with Scientology, if nothing else. I, I find it funny that Beckham is the one who's a good guy. Yeah. Because like he was, that is not what people thought was going to happen when he was 23 years old. And no. he's the good one. He's the good egg in all this. And Skulls is the one that he doesn't care about anything. No. But the rest of them, I don't trust him for any. Even Gary Neville, I don't trust him for shit. I think that guy's a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's a little bit dodgy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just think, you know, John Terry, I, I think that, that, might, that might fall into place for him. But we'll see. I think he might get a, like a Wayne Rooney at Derby type of situation somewhere wayne rooney just two-footed one of his and injured one of his players probably got mad that the photos of him leaked um and and it's rough at home so he had to take it out <laughs> on somebody <laughs> unbelievable imagine if he puts one of his own players out for the season just like he doesn't even break- have any players so he needs to be careful <laughs> yep <laughs> true breaking records of the manager and legs um anyway all right i you must be desperate to talk about it Let's get to it. It's the biggest, the biggest and most recent transfer um, of the day. Rafa Varane. I mean, it's been coming for a while. We've known it. As much as you've denied it to protect yourself emotionally, mm-hmm. Fabrizio has been on the case. We know we can trust what he says. Yeah. Uh, the, the people, just a quick tangent, the people that reply to Fabrizio Romano's tweets calling him a tap-in merchant and stuff are increasingly pissing me off. I'm like, this man has been right about literally everything for like four years. What yeah. more do you want? Yeah. And also he gives people credit for like <laughs> yeah. things. It's not like if he doesn't break a story, he goes, hey, as per David Ornstein, you know, like he's giving credit where it's due. Like, chill. <laughs> like, Honestly. In this case, he came out first before anyone else and said that, you know, here we go. Like United and Varane. And that was when I could let loose. I have a friend of the pod, Jamie Brackpool, got in my DMs. And uh, celebrating, and I was all I said was I'm stunned, and he said, mm-hmm. "We can, you can finally heal, let yourself love again." <laughs> <laughs> Good advice. Because this this summer window for United is something that like, it's it's too competent. It's actually too intelligent, too smart, too quick for me to ever believe that this is the same club that's been meandering around for like the last since Fergie left. It's unbelievable. Woodward is not in position anymore, right? There is a director of football now. But it's not him. He's like He's, out of the not, job. It's not him, no. So are we are we putting two and two together here? Woodward's gone, things get better. I'm going with that. Okay. <laughs> I'm going with that. I was skeptical because the guy has been there forever anyway. It's the same people who are in the club mm. who just got elevated positions, but maybe they just needed to break free and I don't know. But to get Rafa Varan. Because this is why I think it's Woodward's not involved here. To get Rafa Varane at 35 million pounds plus add-ons, 
is is Borussia Dortmund level of competency. Very good. <laughs> like it's it'll very good. It's unbelievable. Like to get him at that price, like you did good work, <laughs> which Woodward yeah. could not do. So props. Yeah, I mean things lined up right. So I mean, he we understand that he he wanted to leave. He had a year left on his contract, so his value was limited. But you would have still, I still would have thought that they could get fifty for him, give or take. I mean, it is fifty million. It's close to fifty million euros. It's thirty-five million pounds. Anyway, it just it just seems like a very good deal. I don't know what the add-ons are. Hopefully, you've got a Ballon d'Or clause in there. There's there's a Premier League and Champions League in there, uh, or something to that effect. But, okay, so the, so it's thirty-five million pounds. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. <laughs> I don't mind these clauses whatsoever. Oh. These are great clauses. Uh, um, it's just interesting because beginning of the window, it was 60 million euros, 70 million euros. But um, it, if you listen to Fabrizio Romano, it was Varane had said, I'm going to my United and that's it from the beginning. If he does say that, that means that, you know, he, it's kind of like Sancho. He said there's no other competition, right? Mm-hmm. Like which competition in this sense would have brought the price up. You expect a player like him in the last year of his contract 35 million as a starting point, a lot of clubs should be in for him. You know, Chelsea were rumored, um, PSG were rumored before Ramos, lots of rumors. But according to Fab, he said it's United and that's where I'm going. So at that point, what are, what is broke ass Real Madrid going to do? Right? You have this to is, accept what yeah. you can get. Yeah. No, this is the thing. And it like English clubs are stupid if they don't take advantage of everyone else's brokenness and it's not as though the english clubs also aren't struggling financially but they have money that they can rely on they know more money is coming whereas the other clubs don't necessarily um and it's kind of a sign of that like if real madrid are are taking this deal it's it kind of shows you how down bad they are like this is not a lot of money especially spread over a few years there's no reason in my mind for them to have accepted this bid none so I was talking to, to Raul about it, and he was saying better to get the money that having Ramos leave on a free and Varane leave on a free the next the next season would arguably be worse. Um, mm. They do apparently rate like Militao. They have Nacho as a backup. Alaba's there. But I, I mean, I don't know. Still from my... And, and I speak for, like, obviously not knowing their financial situation. Clearly it's not good. But I just feel like you're Real Madrid. Hold on to him for another year and then deal with it. Because you really want to go into this season. It doesn't look like they're going to sign a replacement. Could be wrong. But you really want to go into this season. Champions League, La Liga, a revitalized Barcelona, Atleti Madrid, Atletico Madrid just beat, just beat you to the league. And you're going in with Alaba, Nacho, and, and Militao? It's, it's a lot of change. It's, it's way too much change uh, in one shot. Maybe the fact that Ancelotti is in there, you like change the manager anyway. We're going to change a bunch of things. Maybe that's fine, I guess. Um, but I I think that's a lot. I think that's a lot of change. I, I guess because they can't sell Militao, you know, it's 50 million. Yeah. So might as well like let him start, I guess. But 35 million pounds, Rafa Varane. If you put someone put this into context, and hey, Roche, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to you next. Uh, someone put this into context that Rio Ferdinand cost 30 million in 2003 or whatever it was that I signed in. Like, sure, there's inflation, whatever. In fact, if you use inflation, <laughs> it's more expensive than yeah. Moran, who should be more expensive than Rio 
because of this market, right? When you, when you look at the actual market itself today. I mean, so I'll, I'll throw a, in Rio was what, like 23? Yeah. But what's Rio's in today's money? That's what, 70 something million in today's yeah. money? Like, Rio Ferdinand then should not be double Varane, four time Champions League winner. Although I think he has declined in the last 18 months, but like, still, that's a wild deal. That's that, yeah. that, that's that's a crazy crazy deal. Rache, what are you thinking about Varan? Well, hi everyone. Long time no see, no chat. Um, but basically, my thoughts on Varan is I'm happy. I'm happy that there is a signing for United. They did need something in the defense. I think that uh, Eric Bailly might not be the happiest man about the signing, but in terms of the quality of the player. Rafael Varan. I think that they're getting a very experienced player. He's 28 years old and he's played for Real Madrid. He's played in a number of Champions League finals and this Manchester United team, if they want to go anywhere, they have to make a signing like this. And um, I mean, I, I did see him make a, a big mistake against Man City not too long ago in the Champions League, a double mistake that led to their elimination. And so there's a lot of questions about how he's going to, you know, how he's going to be in the Premier League facing teams like Man City. So it'd be interesting to see, but I think it's a high-quality signing. In terms of the valuation, obviously, I, I overheard some of Bernie's description. And, um, yeah, there's always going to be question marks. But if he plays well, then it's justified. And if he doesn't play well, then obviously there'll be lots of questions. I think that's just how it's going to be. Oh, for sure. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to a match-by-match, stat-by-stat comparison from between him and, like, other centre-backs and him and Victor Lindelof last season. And just, like... This is going to be a very, very scrutinized transfer. I mean, as they all are these days, but yeah, the, the stats are going to be be brought out before and after every match for sure. Yeah. I look forward to uh, hearing from uh, Mohamed and Alex every time he makes a mistake. Yeah, which which is very possible in the way he's been playing recently. But hey, I don't know. I, I'm trying not to be excited because I wasn't excited, but... I was on record on this podcast two years ago, which is why I say he's declined since then. <laughs> but two years ago saying he's better than Van Dyke, and I stood by that then. And that cannot cannot say that now. But two years ago, he was 100% the best defender in the world. It's when they won the World Cup, or that three three years ago, 100%. Van Dyke wasn't near him. But no, now, Van Dyke, Southampton Van Dyke. No, 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 no. I don't know when, when that guy got to Liverpool, but that 2018, 2019... Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't believe people were putting them in the same sentence. Well, let's see. I mean, Van Dyke's done an ACL since then, so it might have leveled the playing. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, I don't have a Varane's injury record. I was just going to say on the note of Van Dyke, I think he was signed for seventy-five million, or the same as what Lukaku was signed for, and everyone was laughing at Liverpool and their transfer market history. But then, obviously, he proved everyone wrong. Oh, that's true. And we laughed at Liverpool for spending twenty-eight million on Mane. I mean, how stupid do we all look now? Yeah, but yeah. we we laugh at them for signing Thiago for free, and we're not stupid about that. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that one worked out. Although, all right, let's talk about Liverpool for a second. Why are they letting Jordan Henderson go? Is this acceptable to you? Oh, I mean, okay, it's not official. Roche, put your mouth back together. <laughs> it's, uh, you should have seen Roche's jaw drop. It's not official, but. There have been a lot. There's been a lot of talk about how they are not anywhere near meeting on, on terms for a new deal. It doesn't sound. It doesn't sound like it's going anywhere. It it would be very hard for me to believe that Jordan Henderson would leave Liverpool 
after having such a successful past three or four years with that team and what they have achieved, I think that I think he would be crazy to leave. I think he's a quality player in a quality team. And if they just have the same amount of form and lack of injuries that they did in the 2018-2019 period, then that I, I don't know where he can go to improve his career or win more trophies. It's kind of the other way around, though. Like he, It's not that he wants to leave from what we've read. It's that he's not being offered, A, a role in the team that, that matches what he wants, and B, the contract that, well, that he thinks he should get. Well, so who's, who's playing in his place in that case? Good question. Tiago I mean, starts every game now. <laughs> Tiago, Fabinho, and one other. I mean, Curtis is Mil- Milner still knocking around? <laughs> it, it it might be that Curtis Jones is 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 yeah. is being pushed, and I don't blame them for that. I think Liverpool need to get younger, and Henderson, if I'm not mistaken, was pretty injury prone last year, and you know his body is only getting, you know, he's only getting older. Um, but I don't think the leverage is with him. This isn't the Rinaldum situation where I think they really, really, really wanted to keep him, but he just wanted a new challenge and that PSG money or Barca money, whatever kind of money it was, it was going to be a, an increase. I'm not sure anyone pays Jordan Henderson more than what he's getting paid now. I don't see it. I don't see where he goes. I don't see the market for Jordan Henderson. PSG. Like, wow, no. I, this is the one time that we're not going to say PSG. <laughs> I wouldn't rule it out, man. I, I, not rule I, it out. I definitively would because here's what I would do. Honestly, if I heard the PSG were interested in Jordan Henderson, I'm going to find the email of Leonardo and email him the YouTube link to the Croatia game. Mm. <laughs> be like, is this I mean, what you want to do? <laughs> Leonardo is an idiot, but I swear I saw some links. Hang on, I'm Googling it now. PSG. I saw I saw a link to Spurs. Henderson. Oh my God, that would be so Spursy. Here we go. Three days ago. Oh, I mean, it's psgtalk.com. I don't know what the fuck we're, that is. We're, we're uh, good. <laughs> okay. Atletico Madrid and PSG in shock. Jordan Henderson. Mo- uh, there are links, man. There are links. Oh my God. Half of me wants it to happen because I think it would be so funny. <laughs> hey, Hendo Atleti would be something else. Him and Trippier teaming up. Come on. Actually, that doesn't sound too bad, to be fair. <laughs> Are you going to ask him to run around? replacement. Yeah. Simeone will ask him to run around a lot, which I think yeah. Jordan Henderson can do. So I can see that. PSG, where are you asking for some refinement? Please, no. God, no. You know, but with PSG, it's all about the Champions League final. And he's won one. So they're just like, please come and do it again. <laughs> if you've ever won one, please show up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man. Uh, but yeah, all right. Let, before we move on from United completely, uh, we haven't really had a chance to talk about Jaden Sancho, apart from, you know, every week for the last two years. So a- anything new to say on that? I've seen articles today about, like, where will he fit in? And we're just like, on the right. On the right. Oh. Exactly. Handbrake off on the right. Uh, I'm again, this one impresses me in the sense of he was supposed to go for 120 million euros, which is what 100 million pounds last year. That was the fee. United were willing to only pay 90, so they couldn't agree a deal. And they got him for 71 million pounds. What? Because everyone was scared that, oh, next year, pandemic, vaccines, people are going to have money, it's going to drive his price up. Again, nobody has money <laughs> outside of the Premier League. No one has money. He had one option, which is the one that he wanted, which is United. 70 million? What kind of madness is this? Varane and Sancho for, what, 105 million combined? I never thought of my wildest dreams. 
such competent, such intelligent director of football, not stuff that we're doing. Madness, madness. Is it is it positive madness or negative madness? Oh, positive madness, mate. I'm about to just strip naked and run down the street. Like that's <laughs> that's that's how like impressed I am by these people. As much. This, sorry, go ahead, Alex. No, after you. I was just gonna say that. I mean, we did have a lot of uh, you know open air talks with the Glazer ownership in recent months, and um, they did you know hopefully commit to having investment over the team, assurances for the fans, and so maybe this is this is kind of exactly what they're doing. They're following through on those words, and and then we can start talking about well, you won't have to, but we can ask if maybe the Glazers are trying to win over the fans or show that they're being good owners now. Well, let, I, I just I, I just want to don't think they care. I mean, this is good spending, but they also did the same thing with Maguire and Wambasaka, and like they've spent plenty of money on players before. Yeah, I think I think the difference here is whenever they feel felt under pressure before, they did splash cash, but they didn't do it intelligently. Like I love Maguire, I love Wambasaka. Are they overpriced? Yes, but a bit. But they've worked I, I would, out. Perfectly. I would still have them because yes, exactly, they worked out the way I want them to work out, but they're overpriced. The difference is Sancho and uh, Varane are technically got them for way under their value, under but, their market I, value. But, but that's the pandemic, no? That's what I'm saying. It's still intelligent because it's club. <laughs> Last year, like, I don't think they could do a, a, a single thing like, like this. They, they just couldn't. And but so- you, yeah, on that same note, you can also say that the, the Varane and the Sancho signings are much higher profile signings. I mean, hype-wise, than previous signings. Even the Maguire signing or the Wambisaka signing or whatever, like, you know, those were like domestic English signings. Now, these are like, you know, foreign leagues. I mean, Sancho is an English player, but, you know, Varane is, a, is not, so. Well, just, just, to, just to hang on to that point and, and to flip it to Alex a little bit, it is a pandemic, yes. The pandemic was worse last year and some big deals were still going on, especially on the Chelsea side, right? But Arsenal are signing Ben White who I like, by the way, for fifty million. Mm-hmm. That doesn't show me. I guess it, I know it's a Premier League, Premier League transfer, or whatever. But some places are immune to the pandemic. Yep, <laughs> is basically yep. the point because fifty million for this man. Ooh, I like him. I would have had him. Honestly, I would have had him if the Varane yep. thing wasn't a thing. But fifty million, you can't convince me of that. I'm not going to try to. I can't, <laughs> you can't convince me of that either. I don't think. Anyone can like look at Ben White and objectively say right now he's worth fifty million pounds sterling, but he's twenty-two, and so with these transfers you have to you have to look at it as like if you're convinced of the talent and you think he's going to be your centre back for eight to ten years, then ultimately fifty million is whatever. And I'm sure his wages aren't that big, and you know England international. If, again, if you think he's going to be the bedrock of your team for a long time. Then you just pay what it takes and you get on with it. And Brighton were in a position of, of strength. They're not broke either. They're signing like 20-year-old Ecuadorians for 20 million here and there. So, you know, they, they've got some money too. So, yeah, 50 million sounds a lot, especially when Rafa Varane is going for 35. But there's a six or seven-year age gap as well. So there's plenty of banter along, online about, you know, Ben White for 50, Varane for 35. And yeah, on paper, it looks mental. You know, in context and in the long run, it's probably all right. Hey, Alex. Yeah. Name me a famous $35 million flop from Liverpool in the last decade. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Was he actually 35? 
He was 40. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that's a good answer. I was actually thinking of Andy Carroll for 35. Oh, one. yeah. Massive flop. <laughs> he is, by the way, available on a free. Oh. So let me ask you, put your director of football hat on or manager hat on. Last 10 minutes, you need a goal. Is there anyone else you'd want to bring off the bench? Yes. Go on. <laughs> Anybody. Anyone <laughs> currently <laughs> playing? You. <laughs> I'd rather bring you on. Fair enough. I would find the angles. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just want, I really want a big team to sign Andy Carroll and just use him as an absolute totem pole. Just wait. West Ham will do it. Just wait. Didn't he just leave West Ham? Newcastle. Oh, yeah. He went back home. Yeah. He was at West Ham at some point, though. Yes. And then he went to Newcastle, and now he's on a free. I don't think Moyes can can, res- can resist it. Like, he'll, 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 you know, delay and delay and delay signing a striker that he actually needs and mm. realize that Andy Carroll is, a, is, is available. He'll do that. And it'll be all Moyes. <laughs> it'll be beautiful. Uh, either that or Sean Dyche. I'm, I'm surprised Burnley haven't, haven't taken a jump on this. They did sign Wayne Hennessy. The, the Nazi goalkeeper. So that's, that's, that's very, very Burnley of them. I don't, I don't think they're joking anymore about being racists. <laughs> I think they're serious about it. Oh, quote unquote, allegedly, just for, yeah. le- for legal purposes. <laughs> I mean, signing Wayne Hennessy is, a, is, a, is an affirmation of one's commitment, I think, to that, <laughs> very that much particular so. cause. Um, where else can we go? I mean, all right, uh, while, while we're on Arsenal, we have signed Sambi Lukonga. Uh, sorry, say his first name. Ooh. Albert Sambi Lukonga. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, Roche, okay. are you happy there isn't another Albert in the Premier League? There's a few Alberts around. Um, I have to say that uh, I, I really didn't I didn't know about this one. Um, I don't know if he's going to be a starter for Arsenal. I don't know if it's a serious signing. I don't know how Arsenal fans feel about it. So it really depends on the level of Albert. That That's fair. Um, he is 21. He's a, a promising player from, from Belgium. He's a central midfielder who says he can play as a six or as oh. box to box. box, oh, to no. box. Oh, uh, no. what, 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 what? You don't need another one of that. Like, what? Okay. What? We'll, we'll, we'll get here, but like, I feel like there's too much discourse online about, well, he can play in number six. Like, why can't people just get a number six? I don't understand. I, well, okay. Look, to be fair, this is based off his his introductory interview in which he said that he's a box to box player, but some people <laughs> tell him he's best as a six, which is not really very encouraging. Yeah, okay, you know, you know what it is? It's I consider myself a box to box player, but mm-hmm. I'm young and I'm black and I'm fast, so everyone yep. thinks I need to be a six. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably hundred percent what it is. Yeah, especially in Belgium. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. He's promising. Whether he starts or not will be very much based on whether Arsenal can actually secure another midfielder. Because at the moment, like Xhaka seems to be leaving. Elneny's there, but in a perennial squad player role. Thomas Partey will start every game that he's fit for. So you need one more sitting next to him. And unless we sign anyone else, it'll be Lukonga. Actually, that's interesting. And this question might be you know, totally uh, not even up to date, but it seems like Arsenal made a lot of those central midfield box-to-box kind of signings, like Bernie said. And then the question uh, that I had is, is this exactly where they need all these players? Like, you know, like a few years ago, Man City had 10 strikers, you know, in the days of Roque Santa Cruz. And they had no one else on their team. But now it seems like Arsenal are now trying to fill the midfield and the center up so much that they're forgetting about maybe the rest of the attack. 
no, I wouldn't say so. I mean, we still need more midfielders. Like, <laughs> again, Jacques is leaving, and thank God for that. But then all you have left is Thomas Partey, Elneny, and, and Lekonga, who's 21 and just arrived from Belgium. But, like, that's it for central midfielders. I, I think so. to, to Rache's point, though, it's interesting. In the last three or four years, you had a revolving door of Ramsey, Torreira, Partey, Chaka, uh, Ceballos. Mm-hmm. This is another one. Willock. It's like there's no consistency. You no. Have, you've had a lot of people, El Nenny, like occupying those positions, but no real consistency. And it's gone on for far too long, I feel. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, and I'm glad that they've, they've cleared a bunch of these guys out. Like none of them were good enough, which is why they kept rotating through the options. But so it's good that they've cleared them out. It shows that they've understood that that's a problem area. And now they just need to do a bit more work there in the transfer market. But we shall see. We'll see if it happens. Any update Um, on the striker situation? Arsenal have been linked with Tammy Abraham, which would make me very happy indeed. But to be able to do that, you have to be able to sell Lacazette, which doesn't look like it's going to happen. And Eddie Nketiah is still at the club, which is absolutely baffling. Um, he's missing open goals in preseason and everything. It's great. Um, and then you've got Balagun, who hasn't gone out on loan. Uh, and Aubameyang, who also has been missing unbelievable chances all throughout preseason. So striker situation is a bit weird. It's a bit weird. I, d- I don't really know what we're going to do with that. But we'll Andy see. Andy Carroll, perhaps? Yeah, why not? He, he always terrorizes Arsenal, so it might, might be a sensible, sensible transfer. <laughs> That's the way Bayern operate, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Taking a leaf out of the Bayern Munich book there. Yeah. But what, what are the, uh, the general prospects of this upcoming season for Arsenal? We've seen, basically, on the, from a United perspective, we've seen some statement signings. And we've seen some intent and direction. But now, when it comes to Arsenal, you know, they've had a lot of clearance. They've had you know, a change in squad a bit. They are making some signings. How do you see the season playing out? Uh, sort of depends on the rest of the window a little bit, but Bernie's face is unimpressed. He thinks Arsenal are going to do nothing. Um, depends what you define as nothing, is what I, is what I will preemptively respond to Bernie. Um, I think basically what, what did Arsenal finish? 11th? They basically just have to get back into the Europa League. Like, that's your first step. You've got no European football this season, so there's nothing to distract you. Uh, get back into Europe and, and then take it from there. Like, Finishing top four would be an unbelievable season. Arsenal would have to play out of their skin and a bunch of other teams would have to do really badly or worse than they expect. So given the chances of that are fairly slim, I'm going to say finish sixth or seventh and we'll call it a reasonable season. Uh, actually, you know, I'm glad you brought that where they finished up last season. They finished in eighth place on 61 points. I might as well won- be 11th. But but they but they did win their last five games in a row at least on the, the last five in terms of form. So you know what, I do. I mean, I think that if if it was a good season for Arsenal right now, obviously it's preseason. I think a great season would be six. Any like a sixth place finish for Arsenal would be a great season. Fair enough. I, I mean, I can't I can't argue. I mean, it, you know, because because. Essentially, you'd be finishing above uh, either a Tottenham or a Western or... This is a shameful discussion. I mean, what do do you want? What what do you want to say? Like, Ben White's not moving the needle. I'm happy with the signing, but he's not moving the needle. Unless they do more in the transfer market. Like, we'll we'll try this again at the end of August. But for now, for now, Ben White 
Nuno Tavares and and Sambi Lokonga are not are not pushing us into the Champions League, you know. So I have yeah. tears yeah. in my eyes. They didn't <laughs> think that we would be the stable football club. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> We're so stable. <laughs> Objectively speaking, I think that uh, Arsenal will definitely make their way back into the Europa League at a, at a minimum, given that there's no European football for them this season. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that is like a new signing. <laughs> not not having Europa League football is like worth a new striker. Do you know what I mean? This yeah. is the greatest podcast of my life. <laughs> <laughs> this is the lowest that the expectations have ever been, and it's so funny. Actually, uh, I, I hate to break hearts, but uh, I, I do enjoy my little sub cameo for this podcast. I have to run a quick errand, so I, I bid everyone adieu, and I hope I can see you on the next one. All right, man. See you later. Good to see you. Take care. All right. Little Arsenal tangents for the banter. Mm. Mm. Uh, if Patrick Vieira is a good manager, Crystal Palace could overtake Arsenal. They're doing some mad business. I mean, they're all very young players. You've got George Anderson, Michael Elise, Elise, uh, Mark Gehi from, from Chelsea. Like, they're spending a lot of money. Yeah, I, I just don't know how good these people actually are. Like, Gehi, or I don't know how you say his name. Mm. Um, Okay, like he's Chelsea youth. I don't know if he's any good, but he spent a lot of money. Anderson is interesting. I like him. Like his agents worked so hard to try and get him into United, Arsenal, Spurs, and he ended up in Crystal Palace. Um, He should sack his agents immediately, in, in my opinion. I actually think, based on what we've seen about him, that that Spurs fucked him over. I think like I think I'm pretty confident that that was all like done and dusted, and they were waiting to appoint the manager and have him approve it. Mm-hmm. And then Paratici came in, and like everything changed. And I think they've just done him over, and he's just been left with Crystal Palace. That's probably fair. He probably bought an apartment, like a condo already. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I have to stay uh, in London now. <laughs> find me a London <laughs> club, please. <laughs> Palace are like, we've got the money. He's like, oh, for f- not yet. all right. It looks like Paratici is going on to Romero. Yeah, which to be fair is a is a step up from uh, from from Joachim Anderson. If they can pull off Romero, I'd be quite impressed. You, like that's a guy that you would have thought would go to a Champions League team. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. Um, everyone was linked again, and I think it's fifty something million. I'm saying give or take, give or take. Yeah, and I I just have to ask. Daniel, where did you find this money? <laughs> you broke ass. Where did you find the money? I yeah. See, this is where I come back to like Premier League teams spending money that they don't necessarily have right now, but are like a very confident that they will have soon. You know what I mean? Like between the TV money and like Boris Johnson letting anything go in the UK, meaning the stadiums are going to be full, even though that's a really stupid idea. Um, I just feel like. They're, they're confident, you know, they're confident they're going to have cash soon. But it is, it's a good question. And it has led some people to speculate that they're spending the Harry Kane money, um, which doesn't necessarily mean Harry Kane's leaving now. But they're like, if he leaves now or if he leaves next year, we're still getting a boatload of cash so we can spend it now. Because they've also spent 25 on on Brian Gil, um, mm-hmm. and like sent shithouse Lamella the other way, which is probably a good move. You add well, Galini, I guess, is 15 million uh, next year, but like, presumably, that's not the end of their spending, and and you're looking at quite a lot of money, like 100 million, give or take, 
when we thought they had none. So they're spending something. I'll believe that it's that they could be using the Kane money if I see them linked to a striker. And I just haven't like I've heard stuff like Man United would sell them Martial potentially. I'm like I don't see it. I don't see Martial on 250k a week saying I'm going to go to Spurs and take a pay cut and I'm not going to go to Spurs. I don't see him doing that. I, I don't Marcel... see any of the city guys in a in a swap deal. I don't see no. that. Like no. I don't know. I don't I don't think it's on for a lot of those reasons. What's one question though? Paratici seems to have like targets and guys he goes back to regardless. Of, like Romero, he bought for Juventus. Now he's mm. at Spurs. He's getting Romero. Was Martial ever linked to Juventus? I I had heard like there was a, you know when Mourinho was basically trying to get rid of him after the baby mm. thing. <laughs> I had heard different things. I had heard Bayern. I'd heard Juventus. I'd heard uh, Tottenham. Actually, were supposedly the closest. So I'm not sure if it's a Paratici thing or if it's a Daniel Levy. Um, mm. They were apparently very close to doing a deal and they couldn't agree. I don't know if it was wages or whatever, but at that time they couldn't agree a deal. And I think Martial then on the Pochettino Champions League team probably would have said like, peace, Jose, I'm out. <laughs> um, then they sacked Jose and gave him a new contract and that ended that. But Yeah. Um. Yeah, Marcel would be interesting. I mean, I, I feel like if you buy a striker for Spurs, you ha- it has to be someone who can play wide or play through the middle because he's not going to get games through the middle when Kane's fit, if he's still there. Mm-hmm. So Marcel does tick that box, but then the player, the position he plays wide is Son's position. Actually, here's a question for you. So Son just signed a new contract. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Yes and no. I don't feel like you can lose... Wait, from his perspective or the club? From his perspective. Okay. I... Why why does no one ever come in for, for Son? This is my question. Like you never hear a single rumor about any club being interested in this guy, and he's banging in twenty goals a year for how many years now? It's weird. My theory so there's a there's the banter where I'll be like, You're you're an idiot. Yeah. But I have a feeling he genuinely loves it in Lon- at London and likes the club and the environment and whatever. I think I he's. That. I think he's genuinely in love with it, and he's content. And he's. I don't think he's a trophy merchant or money merchant or anything like that. I no. think he's genuinely happy because he could, if, if he wanted to, last year. I know he's twenty eight now, but last year, with two years left in his contract, he could start making noise. Yeah, he didn't do that not once. So, and now that Kane is supposedly unhappy, like, and you have a contract coming up, like, why wouldn't you start making a bit of noise? I, I think. I think he genuinely likes it, and in some ways, it's refreshing to see. Fair enough. Fair enough. What a lovely non-cynical, yeah, non-cynical it, it, note. It, it hurt me to to, <laughs> to to go that route. All right. Well, well. Can we get can we get banterous again and talk about our favorite club, Everton? <laughs> uh, <laughs> are we talking about the police or just their signings? <laughs> just their signings. I just <laughs> man, when you talk about clubs having transfer windows, <sighs> Andros Townsend on a free transfer. Wow. Dem- Demarai Gray. Two million pounds. Uh, uh, Begovic. <laughs> what are they doing? Like, you know what, you know what I'm wondering? Doing? I'm wondering if um, Rafa came into Everton thinking, okay, Mashiri's got some money. Mm-hmm. I've seen them spend. He probably didn't even think to them like, hey, what are your transfer window plans? Like, I'm good. I don't think he came to expect like Mashiri turned into Mike Ashley. I wouldn't give him a dime. <laughs> what? And then Gilfie Sigurdsson got arrested, allegedly. Like, what's he supposed to do? Hamas, we don't know what you're going to get from that guy. 
if like, he wants to leave. Like what? Rafa is in trouble. Serious trouble, man. I I was draw, drawing up a, a team sheet just just for the banter the other day, and it was like Dominic Calvert Lewin, and then Gray and Townsend. I mean, Richarlison's at the Olympics, and he's playing his like 400th game of the season, so he's gonna be dead for like a month or two. Mm-hmm. And then it will be horrendous. And then you've got Andros and Gray, and then they were linked with Harry Winks for 25 million, and that would be perfect. That would be a very on brand. But then you'd have a midfield of Allen, Decore, and Winks. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, just, that's... I need that to happen, man. And you know the problem? Here's the thing. We already know that Everton fans do not really like the idea of Rafa, especially after he called them a small club, which, you know what? That was 10 years ago. Get over it. He had to say that at the time. Can I, can I just uh, correct you? Yeah. Yes. He called them a small club. Club. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> And then he said, he, I don't know if you caught it last week. He was doing, they asked him about it and he was like, listen, I was defending the club I was manager of, you know, at the time. Yeah. It, it was what it was. And I thought that's a good answer. And then he said, and Everton are getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> it's like, you're admitting that they're small. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. But it, if they're signing Damari Gray and Andros Townsend and not backing him the way he, they should and they do badly, it's not really his fault. I mean, it could be, but I don't see how this would be. Well, where did they finish? Ninth? Something like that. Okay. Now they'll probably still say ninth. But if they finish anything lower than that, they're going to blame him, and I'm not entirely sure it's, it's his fault. I think the team building has been poor. Very poor. I, to me, you've got to get rid of Marcel Brands. I, I don't know what this man is paying, being paid for. He was brought in as some like director of football transfer guru, and it's just been awful. It's been failure after failure. I mean, uh, Alan and, and Decore, fair enough. Maybe they were slightly better than, than what they had before. I mean, in fact, they, they definitely were better than what they had before. But they still spent big money on older guys who have a very, you know, they're, they're decent, but they have a, a very clear ceiling. I, d- I just don't know what that guy's done to justify him still being in a job. And and for Benitez, what, what's kind of sad is if they don't spend mo- more money this summer, is that that's exactly the situation he was at in Newcastle. Like mm-hmm. he's there, he's doing a decent job, he's getting the best out of what he's got, but he can't get any more. Yeah. And it would kind of just be sad if that, that turned out to be the same situation at Everton. Uh, he may or may not care. I know like his family was, I think, still living in, in Liverpool, actually. Yeah. So he may just be like, you know, as long as I'm close to my family, my kids are happy, whatever. Yeah. I, I, he doesn't seem to put up a fuss much anymore these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is going to sound weird considering the former hatred, but I kind of wish good on the man. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah, I'm, I don't know why I'm in a good mood today, but yeah. <laughs> You're just happy that interview's over. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It, would you, if you were an Everton fan, how would you feel? Because I, like, what, I, you, know that you, you know that I don't really do the partisanship thing, but I just don't feel like I would care very much. Given if, how many managers they've gone through, and like, you know he's good, and you know he'll stay there for a while if he's backed. I feel like I would be fairly happy with this appointment, but. I'm not going to lie. I understand your logic, but if Roberto Mancini rolled into Man United right now, 
I don't care if he won the World Cup and the Euros and the Champions League. All I have is Aguero in my head. I, I, I'm, I'm fuming, mate. I'm fuming. Even in that blazer. I'm, I'm fuming, mate. Like, I don't think... Like, it's a little bit, just a little bit, how I felt with Mourinho. Like, mm. even though Chelsea are not really rivals to, in that sense, but just looking at him and, like... <laughs> it, it, it infuriated me because of... All the things he had said about about our players and our club in the past, and uh, sure. I couldn't, I couldn't. They rocked up at Spurs like a see you next Tuesday after yeah. what he said about them. Like, nah, nah I cannot wait for it to go wrong at Roma. They're just. <laughs> did you see the crowds that greeted him when he showed up on July first or whatever? Thousands, thousands of Roma fans greeting him, lining the streets, waving flags, chanting his name, singing songs. I'm just like, oh, have you not been watching what's been happening? You know the problem is that. I feel like after our trip and our Totti um, situation. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I got a question for you. Uh, I feel like I grew, like I grew to a love for that city, for which I would now burn it down. <laughs> that that <laughs> I, Rome. I would burn it down just to get Jose. <laughs> Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mourinho and Rome is very like Game of Thrones. Yes. It just it fits. It's. Uh epic anyway uh, uh what you said you had a question do do we have any pod questions for the pod if not i got a question for you uh i don't think so let me just check no we got blanks this week okay um totti del piero and rooney there was a, there's been an argument i've been having with friend of the pod luca capone uh, uh who's of course italian so i'm just prefacing this uh italian canadian the what someone said was rooney has had a better career than Totti Del Piero, but we're not ready for that conversation. I was really hoping this was going to be a joke, like Rooney, Del Piero, and Totti walk into a bus. <laughs> I mean, these are, these um, are probably 12-year-olds having this discussion, but hey, uh, we got five minutes to fill. <laughs> I Okay, I, I will say this. Rooney's club career is better than Totti's. There's, there's no question about that. Rooney won. Rooney won how many trophies at club level? Yeah. Thought he was brilliant. He was a magician, but he won one Scudetto, maybe a, a Coppa Italia or two, and the World Cup in mm-hmm. 2006. The World Cup's brilliant. I mean, Rooney just never had a chance to do it because of the England teams that he was in. So I don't think you can really hold that against him. For me, Rooney is is clear of Totti, which sounds mad. I hate yes, myself for saying because it. because we love Totti. Yeah, we, we absolutely love him. Yeah, but I just I don't think you can compare those those club careers. And Del Piero, I just I can't remember. He won a lot of trophies with Juventus. He did. So I th- so I think this is a much better comparison. Um, and the and World he, Cup, and and he won the World Cup, so I think that's a far more even battle. I would want to do some Wikipediaing, to be honest. Uh, I, yeah, but, but you know what? I'll give it to Del Piero because he's much better to look at. You, you do, you do put handsomeness in in your criteria. That's for sure. <laughs> you have to, you have to uh, consider these things. I I agree. Uh, yeah, you're definitely on the handsome meter. I think that Rooney and maybe I mean Juventus were at some point non not very dominant and then all of a sudden very dominant but mm. i think when juventus were extremely dominant del piero was not that guy um 
as much as he used to be. Whereas Rooney, when United were doing it, he was that guy and then he became second fiddle, but people still thought of him as that guy. If you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I just think I love them all. I, well, I don't love the player as much as I love Tati. I love Tati. Like, it's one of my favorites to ever do it. Mm. But scruff of the neck in, in crunch time player, it's probably Wayne Rooney over both of them. I mean, crunch is, is very apt. Yes. It, 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 it is very apt. Uh, <laughs> but that just that goal against Newcastle, like injured, and you're oh, yeah. in like Screaming that. Screaming at the ref. I, I belt it into the top corner. I, I, I can't see Del Piero doing it. He might dink it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, would, he would finesse it and then pop his collar like, a, yeah. like an absolute legend. No, I, I know what you mean. I feel like there, there, was, there was beast mode Juventus, like 90s. Then there was early 2000s, like relegation and what have you. And then they they came back and he was like right at the end of his career when Juventus were reestablishing themselves as a dominant force. So he kind of had three very distinct periods with, with Juve, but in that early period, they won a lot. They won a lot. So I don't know. It's yeah. a tight one. It's a good question. Yeah. Good okay. question. I like it. I'd say we do more of these, but no. <laughs> no, it's horrible. That was painful. I didn't enjoy it, but yeah. You know. Um, yeah, I, I'll just rattle through some, some last other transfers just, just for fun. Um, Christophe Agier went to Brentford. Apparently, Who? he's very good. Christophe Agier, Ayer, Norwegian um, centre-back. I have no idea. Okay. Um, hello. Uh, Giroud to Milan. Enjoying that. Uh, the most handsome man in the world has to go to uh, fashion capital of the world. So, yeah, that's cool. Absolutely. And uh, Pirelli have been uh, sacked by Inter Milan, not having that at all. Moment silent. Uh, no, no. We'll just pour some, you know, alcohol on the ground. <laughs> pour some uh, crumb rubber out for Pirelli. Yeah. Oh, exactly. man. All right. Well, we'll leave it there, Bernie. Thank you. We'll, uh, we'll do another transfer roundup and um, Arsenal prediction pod shortly. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.